Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. Welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldia, and we're going to try to make a go of it. Uh, the weather outside is frightful, as the all song goes. Uh, it is uh, snowing and uh, we're having what they like to call blizzard-like conditions. And so uh, the internet connection is spotty at best. Uh, I, I, I guess that's the best way I can put it. I will try to uh, record the program, uh, talk at you for a bit. But if uh, we cut out, if something happens where we can't finish, then you understand the why of it. Um, a lot of things going on. Uh, some things that are worth discussing. Other things that uh, we have to discuss simply for posterity's sake. Uh, Let's put it that way. So uh, let's go international and then come uh, national because apparently uh, there's there's more than one pink-haired lady. Well, technically not. She didn't replicate or reproduce herself. Uh, but uh, there, there, there's a younger imitation of the pink-haired lady that you need to be made aware of because uh, she's getting traction. Any, any lunatic thing that people can come up with uh, gets traction in the Christian church. But speak of holiness, speak of repentance, speak of sanctification, uh, and, and you're labeled uh, a heretic nowadays. It's not even, you know, backwards. It's not even antiquated. That, that brother, that's heretical teaching. We need to, you know, with arms wide open, uh, embrace everyone. Uh, there, there was actually a, a church that allowed chaperoned pedophiles to attend. Uh, and it's getting a little uh, pushback. It's just the, the things that are going on in the church sometimes makes the world blush. This is how bad it's gotten. I don't know how we can still call it the church. Uh, it, it, it's a mockery of what church ought to be. It's a mockery of what God intended it to be. But somehow we, we keep trudging along. Somehow we're still all in for the blessings of the Lord be upon you. For it shall come unto thee, pressed down and shaken together. That's that's all you got, the pressed down and the shaken together thing. So let's let's get a little international because uh, somebody where uh, the Ukrainian government will continue to push uh, for the Americans to fight the war on their behalf. And the rhetoric is getting uh, a wee bit scary, at least for my taste. And again, because people have short-term memory loss and, uh, you know, they don't remember what they had for breakfast, never mind what yours truly said, you know, two, three months ago. You You can chew gum and walk at the same time. 
you can hold a position that the Ukrainian government is corrupt while also holding the position that the Ukrainian people need help, that the Ukrainian people are getting murdered and slaughtered by the Russians. They're, they're not mutually exclusive. The Ukrainian government's out for its own self-interest. It wants the Americans or the West or NATO or whoever. It's not going to be NATO or the UN. Those, those, those sissies and their blue hats, what are they going to do? But they're hoping that the Americans uh, fight the war on their behalf. And you have uh, people like uh, uh, the ever-gentle Lindsey Graham saying that Russia's war in the Ukraine will end when President Vladimir Putin is taken out by somebody in Russia. How did we get to this? We, we went from we need to defend Ukraine and we need to defend the sovereignty of Ukraine to... Uh, doing away with the leader of a nation and, I guess, putting in someone in his place. Who exactly is going to take over Putin's job if Putin, uh, as Sir Lindsay would say, is taken out by somebody in Russia? Huh? Because this is, this is the problem with the myopic American mindset. And yes, I called it the American mindset. Brother, why are you harping on Americans? voted for Obama twice. All right, don't, don't even start with me. It's, it's almost Christmas. Look at that. It's two days away. All right, so I'm as nice and jolly as, as I can be. Allow for that, please. This is me being jolly. This is me being nice. You live in a nation of idiots. Most people, if they had their way, would be very content to sit in their basements in their dirty underwear playing video games until they had an aneurysm and died. You've got stories of more kids are moving in with their parents and their parents are supporting them. We'll, we'll get into that too because you'd think it's kind of funny, but it's not because these kids are going to burn through their parents' savings, they're going to burn through everything their parents own and leave them penniless and broke before they move on like the leeches and the locusts that they are because they were never taught to work. They were never taught to sweat. There's millions and millions of jobs available. They're still sitting in their basement sniffing their own armpits wondering, why do I smell like garlic? Merry Christmas. I know. He said, Christmas, Ichabod, shut up. I can't. I can't do this anymore. It, it's, it's come to the point that either I, I, I let off a little steam and tell you the truth of, of, of the reality that you're living in, or I just give up. I walk away. I go hug my kids, make some popcorn, put it on a string, because apparently that's a thing, and then try not to get the string stuck in my teeth while I chew the popcorn off of it. So, here we are. Uh, Monsieur Zelensky was in the United States, and he got a hero's welcome uh, from uh, everyone in, in Congress, Republican and Democrat. I'm, my only question at this point is what percentage is getting filtered back to these politicians of your money? Because it's not their money. All these billions and billions and billions of dollars that are being shipped 
to the Ukrainian government to defend democracy in all its many forms, it's not being used for that. They were using FTX to launder money back to Democrat politicians. Apparently, they've got mm, uh, another avenue to do it. I was thinking they were going to find another third world country, maybe in Africa, where they need our help and they need the U.S. taxpayer to step in and save democracy. But apparently, they found another way to funnel the money. I don't know, maybe Binance. That hasn't has, has Binance declared bankruptcy yet? See, I'm behind. I've been enjoying my kids. They're on winter break. Between that and a stomach bug we all caught, I haven't had time to see who's declaring bankruptcy, but I'm sure there will be more. Somehow, a large portion of your money is being funneled back to the politicians that are sending it to the Ukraine as though there was no tomorrow. And uh, American politicians, even on the Republican side, uh, seem as though they're perfectly content with saying out loud that, yes, uh, Vladimir Putin needs to be taken out by somebody in Russia. Excuse me? This, this, isn't, this isn't Iraq. This isn't Saddam Hussein. This isn't Gaddafi even. This man is sitting on the biggest nuclear weapon stockpile in the world. Are you sure you want to press him? Are you sure you want to make him feel cornered and like he has no way out? Anchor John Roberts asked, when you say all in, Senator, would you agree to give Zelensky what he says he wants, which is the long-range attack artillery missiles? Would you give him Great Eagle drones? Would you give him Reaper drones? Would you give him all that? Graham said, I would give him the ability to dislodge Russians from his country. Right now, the Biden administration has done more, and I appreciate doing more, but not the offensive capability to dislodge the Russians from the east, particularly Crimea. So now Crimea is in play. I thought it was about the, the, the sovereignty of the Ukraine. Now, now we're back to Crimea. So the longer-range weapons would hurt the Russian military more effectively. The drones would be the biggest game-changer. If you're going to fight a proxy war, at least admit to it, Mr. Graham. Graham added, how does this war end? When Russia breaks and they take Putin out, anything short of that, the war is going to continue. Mm-hmm. So now, so now it's, it's no longer about the sovereign Ukraine. It's about breaking Russia. Got it. Here's a, a, an American prophetic update. Europe will break long before Russia does. Uh, winter's here, kids. I, I was telling you about winter coming six months ago when it was nice and shiny. Now it's not sunny anymore. It's getting cold. 
Germany's burning through their reserves like there's no tomorrow. So's France, so's Italy. Spain's not far behind. Prices are nosebleed level. And apparently all the economic sanctions that we put on the Russians didn't do a thing to deter them. Because in case you haven't noticed, there are nations in the world willing to buy Russian gas and oil and then sell it back to us at a premium. Aren't we the smart kids on the block? So that happened. Uh, A few more billion went to Ukraine, and it's going to make a U-turn and come back here. You know how it goes. Uh, Have you you heard what what the omnibus uh, is supposed to be? Because it's your money, too. Uh, I think it was like $1.7 trillion. And uh, if you don't know what a trillion is, because some people are under the misconception that a trillion is a hundred billion. Nay, nay. A trillion is a thousand billion. I know. Puts it into perspective just a smidge, doesn't it? So, one thousand billion, one thousand seven hundred billion is what the omnibus was supposed to be. But of course, they stuck a whole bunch of stuff in there that people are scratching their heads over and going, hey, uh, how how would rejoining UNESCO help the U.S. economy? Anyway, look, if you don't understand how big of a pickle we're in, then I can't help you. There's a new prophetess on the horizon that you may want to gravitate towards uh, maybe she has like uh, entry-level prices, you know, uh, and, and that way you'll get grandfathered in when her uh, stock value goes up. But uh, apparently there's a young prophetess that was kidnapped by God to heaven after she sat down on the toilet. That must have been a mean burrito, maybe a bowl of chili, who knows? I'm planning on making some chili this weekend. Uh, Yes, I put red kidney beans in my chili. I know, that's not real chili. I'm not from Texas. It tastes good. So there you go. Like a younger version of the pink-haired lady, before she started uh, smoking the electric lettuce or eating the devil's jambalaya, Emma Stark is an up-and-coming prophetess from Ireland. She founded the Glasgow Prophetic Center with her husband in 2019 and describes herself as a prophet who hears from God, a traveling lecturer in spirituality, and a church pastor. Well, if you knew enough about the Word of God in order to lecture, then you should know that women pastors aren't a thing in the Bible. But I'm beating a dead horse, and I know that the You know, Beth Moore fans are already upset with me. There you go. Merry Christmas. Emma is a prophet who operates with authority and authenticity as she ministers and teaches around the world, giving clear and direct prophetic input to leaders and churches and ministries. 
why, why are they always global ministries? Why are they always giving input to leaders and churches? It's, it's worldwide, brother. It's worldwide. This is the vision. Why? What? Ireland? You outgrew Ireland? But yes, she's equipping the body of Christ to better hear from God and to apply his revelation to transform lives, communities, cities, and nations. Of course. How many of them have been around transforming nations? We, we should all be one nation under God. Seven billion people fully transformed. If all of these people really heard from God and they were doing the work of the Lord to transform lives, communities, cities, and nations by applying his revelation. I, I, you know, my first problem, even before we get into her uh, boudoir prophecy, is that uh, never once does she mention the word of God. Look, extra-biblical revelation that circumvents what the Bible says a Christian should be isn't just suspect. It's false prophecy. The purpose of prophecy is to forewarn the children of God and do so far enough in advance where the children of God could take action based on the things that God spoke to them. It's not to reinvent the wheel. It's not to rewrite scripture. It's not to put words in God's mouth and say, hey, I know this is what the Bible says, but I got some fresh revelation for you. Apply this fresh revelation like a bomb to a rash, and you'll see success in 30 days or less. By the way, my Patreon is, my PayPal is, my Venmo is, which ones do they want to use now because uh, you have to report anything over 600 bucks? Yeah, it's Venmo, I think. I don't know. Z, is it Zit? Zeal? Not Zeal. Zell. Something like that. Look, look, look how world-knowledgeable I am. Huh? You're getting info upon info here. I think it's Zell, yeah. Emma. Indeed, Emma. So, uh, uh, exploded on the scene by stating that there are grooming demons whose goal is to use lassos to tie Christians down in order to prevent them from reaching their full potential. She must have read Beth's, Beth Moore's book or listened to Beth Moore's teaching. Yes, indeed, ladies. Demons are using lassos to tie you down and preventing you from reaching your full potential. And sometimes you know who that demon is? The man who put a ring on your finger. Why won't he acknowledge your priesthood? Why won't he acknowledge your, your royalty? And of course, you know, it's not just your full potential that the lassos of the demons are keeping you from. They're also keeping you from financial prosperity and promotion. So if you've been working the third shift at Walmart for 15 years, and they haven't asked you to come up to the day shift, 
Just know it's not your fault. It's not the fact that you have no teeth and you smell funny that they keep you in the dark and, and, and make you stock shelves at night. It's the lassos, the lassos of the demons that are tying you down. And before anybody had, well, well, why are you picking on Walmart employees? I worked at Walmart for three months. I worked third shift at Walmart for three months. I stocked shelves for three months. So I'm not looking down on anyone that's gainfully employed, no matter what they do. But, but for this woman to come out and say, the fact that you didn't get a promotion or the fact that you don't have financial prosperity or the fact that you're not reaching your full potential is because the devil's got you lassoed, is utter lunacy. Interview... And that's how she she came on the scene. Now, so, because it always has to escalate. I'm sure that the pink-haired lady started out with, you're not living up to your potential, and then she graduated to pet dinosaurs in heaven. So, uh, anyway, recently, uh, in, in an interview, she stated that a recent she had a recent encounter they all do where she briefly visited the ladies restroom prior to going on stage to preach suddenly as she sat down on the toilet must have been a magic toilet she was transported to heaven it's like star trek only the thing is a toilet remember beam me up scotty this, this is it. And, and you, you don't even get, you know, discombobulated or dizzy because you're sitting down. So, you know, this is progress. You're not just standing there and all of a sudden you get beamed up and you're like, oh, I'm dizzy. You're sitting there comfortably. And then all of a sudden, boom, you get beamed up. Suddenly, as she sat down on the toilet, she was transported to heaven against her will. Because God kidnaps people now. He's thinking to himself, you know what? The pink-haired chick's getting a little long in the tooth. She's getting a little old. The time will come when the Grim Reaper will knock on her door and say, come on. So we need somebody younger. Let us, indeed, let us kidnap. And so, via the teleportation means of a public toilet, Emma Stark was kidnapped and transported to heaven. Indeed, against her will. Because God the Father wanted to spend time with her walking with her through his garden and revealing the mysteries of the universe before sending her back. I see. I, do I need to comment on this? Do I, I feel like I don't. I feel like this says plenty. But if I were the creator of all that is. 
I had within my power to converse with anyone living or dead since the beginning of creation. I highly doubt that it would be Emma Stark that I would teleport via toilet so that I might walk through my garden and reveal the mysteries of the universe to her. I mean, I'm not knocking the lady. She may be a hoot at parties. But I'm just speculating that there have been more interesting individuals throughout the history of this world. So let us go into what this lady has said into the depths of her psychosis because uh, by the brazenness of her declarations, it's only a matter of time before she blows up uh, among the Beth Moore fans because it's not, it's not your fault. I'm, why, why didn't she throw diet in there? Uh, that's the one thing. Maybe, maybe she's holding out for, like, writing a new book, Why the Devil's Lasso Keeps You Fat. Because that, that, that would have been, that's it. That, that, that would have been the trifecta, wouldn't it? Uh, full potential, promotion and financial pro, uh, prosperity, and uh, chunkiness. Because, you know, it's the devil's lasso that makes you eat that pie. It is. But Cinnabon is breakfast every morning and twice on Sunday. That's the devil's lasso. Tying you down, girl. Rebuke it. So, I know. It's a fun one, isn't it? Two days away from Christmas. What do you expect? Jolly, jolly merriment. I know. Stop. We steward a place, you and I, she said, of leadership. Indeed. You are the leader of the toilet you sat on. We steward a place, you and I, of leadership, and we steward a place of being national prophets. Hmm. Just national. Why not international? Madam, I think you undersell yourself. Go big or go home. Universal. Multi-galactic prophetess. Why? If, uh... <laughs> I, I can't. C- come on, people. Really? This is, this is a thing now. It, it, can, can the toilet take you to other universes? Uh, it, it, not just like a multi, multi-planetary prophetess, but, you know, like multiverse prophetess. You just ride your toilet from one universe to the other, telling the inhabitants thereof that they're lassoed by the devil. That's why they can't get ahead. It's not because they send you every spare penny so that you can get a $500 haircut. Why do you make me do this, people? I'm trying to be nice. But let's get into it, because what, what am I going to talk about, Zelensky? Look, we're, right now, let me put it this way, and I know I'm going to get pushed back, and I know a lot of you are going, oh, Mike, how, right now, 
the voice of reason in, in this entire thing is Vladimir Putin. Let that sink in for a minute. He's the voice of reason at this moment. Everybody wants to go ballistic. Everybody wants to take him out. He hasn't. Look, the, the moment this man concludes that he has no options but to go full war will be a sad day for human history. Because I, I, I understand that some of you believe the propaganda that you're being fed. Oh, Russians are disenfranchised. Russian soldiers are freezing. The Russians, they, all they have is weapons from like 1942. They're, they're using muskets. Look, we should know governments well enough to, to, to sniff out propaganda when we see it. Right now, he's, he's the, the calm, cool, and collected one. Zelensky wants America to fight his war. He wants America to take out Putin, not just get him out of Ukraine. And people like uh, the ever-gentle Mr. Graham are all in on it, not realizing what this means. But hey, you know, uh, members of Congress and senators and presidents have bunkers they can go to. Let's get back to this, because this is more fun. I, I, I want to bring you cheer. This is my goal today. So, she's starting small. She, she's, uh, she stewards a place of being a national prophet, not international, not multi-global, not multiversal. Uh, she, she hasn't taken the toilet for a test drive to other universes, apparently. It was just like a one way to heaven. She was transported to heaven against her will. Because God just wanted to spend some time with her. He could have waited till she washed her hands. I don't know. So, we steward a place, you and I, of leadership. And we steward a place of being national prophets. So very much that being caught up in the spirit, God and I discussing, you know, what he's doing in the nations, and then that forms, you know, national words. So, God's will is no longer independent. God's plans for the nations are no longer written in stone. God has not seen the end from the beginning, people. He has to confer Emma Stark, whom he kidnapped while on the toilet. And then, you know, that forms national words. I was ministering in Africa, and I looked at my watch. I thought it was about two minutes before I've got to preach. I'll just go to the bathroom before I'm on the platform. I'm sorry if this is too straight talking, but this is how I am. So I'm in the ladies' restroom, and being as polite as I can about it, I literally lock myself in the cubicle. 
I go to sit down on the toilet. I don't know how else to say it politely. And the Spirit of God said, come up here. And I am literally putting my hands against either cubicle wall going, oh, I'm going to preach, God. What are you doing? You know what? I, I, I think I had a similar experience with a stomach bug the other day. I wasn't translated to heaven, but it was a doozy. Maybe she's mistaken, huh? Oh my! And and ah! And mmm! There she, like Paul says, whether in the spirit or out of the spirit, I don't really know. At that point, why why is it that people have to try to confirm their lunacy with? A handful of words they take out of context that either Paul or Peter or Luke or John said. Uh, I'll tell you, just because I'm feeling nice and this is a gimme. Because they believe it gives them validation. They believe they're more credible if they can point to someone like Paul and say, hey, like Paul says, whether in the spirit or out of the spirit, well, I'm sure you would have known. Because if you were... Sniffing, and it still smells funky. Well, you know where you were. Unless God's garden smells like funk. Why do you... uh. So I fly through the spirit realm, and I find myself in one of God's gardens. And he's sitting quite peacefully in one of his benches in his garden... And I'm sitting there and I'm saying to God, I'm preaching. I'm not ready to preach. What are you doing? This is not good timing, you know. That's right. You chastise God, girl. You browbeat him. Mm-hmm. Was it the bonsai garden, though? Did God have a little pair of clippers and he was cutting the little Japanese trees? I, I, I just gave you a new revelation, lady. I'm sure next week you'll be in his bonsai garden. I mean, if he'll teleport you off the toilet again because uh, you weren't very nice to God and, you know, hurt feelings and everything. I, this, this, is, this, this is it. This is uh, the prophetic movement of 2022 going into 2023. Oh, and by the way, this is a recording. Uh, But we are recording today, December the 22nd, 2022. Um, So I thought I'd let you know. I, what, for why? I, so this, this is, this is a woman who while sitting on the toilet gets teleported to heaven and then she's angry at God because, you know, they're, they're, they're on such uh, speaking terms. I, Moses, Moses was a wuss. I mean, the experiences these people are having puts what Moses went through to shame. What, seeing the back of God? Please. I browbeat God every other day. I'm preaching. I'm not ready to, what are you doing? This is not good timing for me. Hey, buddy, get back to your...
your garden and let me go, you know, convince some people to give me some money and stuff. Do you understand that what these people are describing outdoes every experience every true man of God had within the pages of Scripture? I'm not talking about you know abstract things that you've heard people have experienced and stuff or anecdotal evidence, but biblically speaking, what these women, because it's not, I, I, I think that See, I'm going to get in trouble now. All right, Beth Moore fans, line up, line up, line up. I think men have enough self-awareness left to understand that they're damning themselves to hell by saying these things, and so they don't. Women have been fed this constant diet of you're a queen, you're a princess, you, you speak into existence the things that are not your royalty, your priesthood, Apparently, God loves you so much, he'll teleport you off the toilet, and then you can browbeat him, because, you know, it wasn't a good time. What do you want me to say? I'm hopeful about the future of the American church, of the universal church. Well, it all depends on how many trips on the toilet this lady takes to heaven. Because who knows what the next revelation might be. So, of course, listen to this. You have to parse every word to understand these are her words. So, after she gives God a tongue lashing, she says this. So, of course... You look in his eyes, and you're like, oh, they can just wait. I'm staying here forever, you know? There's, there's... So, from the Old Testament, where no man could see the face of God and live, God changed his mind in 2022 teleported a woman off the toilet, let her berate him, then let her look him in the eye. Look, it it shows me the level of scriptural ignorance that this woman possesses that she can't even get her story right to the point that eh, it's passable. Now I know what you're saying. And you know what? Merry Christmas, another gift. Uh, perhaps no man can look God in the eye and live, but it doesn't say anything about women. Hello. See, you're welcome. I know. You're like, ah, I can't. See, now, now I'm sitting here screaming, and I'm not even on the toilet. Oh. You look in his eyes, and you're like, oh, oh they can just wait, the people that she was supposed to preach to. The, the, the reason that she gave God a tongue lashing over. Uh, you know, and, and you see him and suddenly your entire being is, is whole in a different way. <laughs> see, so many, so many, these are layoffs. I mean, you see the ball coming. Aren't you going to swing? 
I'm sure that most of you are like, oh, stop. So I'm not even going to. But there's, I, I can unpack this for hours. <laughs> you're, you're tired. You're, <laughs> your entire being is whole in a different way. And we lock eyes. And all of the jadedness and all the frustration, all the bloating and meat sweats, that was me. Not her words. She, she stopped at frustration, but I'm trying to complete the picture. And he doesn't even need to say anything. But I thought he kidnapped you so you can have a conversation. I thought, I thought he kidnapped you so you can uh, discuss what he's doing in the nation and then form your national words. It's just the look. And of course, because he is peace, because he is joy, because he is life, you know you sit in his shadow and you just sit. And suddenly it's all okay. I'm, I'm going to have to withdraw my previous statement. I, I don't think she has the chops to uh, reach pink-haired lady level. Uh, she, she could have said, and then a dinosaur leapt out of the bushes. And looking into my eyes, God said, this is your pet Fred. You want to go for a ride? How, how can we take any of this seriously, please? There's, there's sadder things going on. Gino's having an epileptic seizure over Amy Grant hosting gay weddings. And I'm like, what'd you expect? Look, the devil tempts. But what he offers you is never free. The minute that she went and got a medal and uh, the, the noose around her neck was, was, was in a rainbow flag color, you knew that at some point in the far or near future, uh, she'd have to pony up. And uh, I guess her uh, hosting a homosexual wedding is the way that she ingratiates herself with the godless. I, what, do you, what do you want me to say? I, welcome to the new and improved Christianity. An Episcopal bishop facing fight over election promises to allow gay marriage if he is consecrated. This is a selling point now. All you perverts vote for me, and I will consecrate thee. Look at that, I even rhymed. I should become a Christian rapper. An Episcopal priest whose election to bishop is being challenged has promised that if put in power, he will allow for the blessing of same-sex unions in the diocese. The Reverend Charlie Holt was twice elected bishop, co-juteur, for the Episcopal Diocese of Florida this year, 
only to have both elections results formally challenged by delegates. Holtz released a statement on Tuesday regarding whether he would allow the blessing of same-sex unions and the ordination of people in same-sex relationships since one reported issue some have with the bishop and his uh, re-election. The issue they had was the fact that, uh, you know, he was opposed to same-sex marriage. But then again, he likes his job and it's pretty cush. So now, guess what? To unite with one another and the broader Episcopal Church, we must contend together to move beyond the things that divide us and set a new course in Christian discipleship. Congregational renewal and community outreach. Yeah. But hey, you know what? Ah. <sighs> I I can't. Why? I sometimes you sit there and go, Jesus, just take me home. I can't. Uh, what was the latest thing I read? Uh, Sunshine Cathedral is uh, a church, and uh, they offered shirtless and pantless dancers gyrating for their Christmas uh, service. Because nothing says happy birthday Jesus like gyrating shirtless men. I Honestly, show me, show, show me where there is a silver lining the church is doing I'm not concerned with what the world is doing because a lot of people well brother you know we got we got to save the lost apparently we got to save the saved or people who believe themselves to be saved cuz I'm sorry if many are called and few are chosen, I promised you I'd get into this, and we have a few minutes, so let's get into this, because it's important. I've been warning some of you, all of you, whoever listens, whoever chooses to receive the warning, granted I know that I'm just a lowly guy here in Wisconsin with frozen feet, And uh, I was not placed as a steward of being a national prophet. Um, I'm not caught up in the spirit so that I discuss what's going on with the nations with God and then have national words for them. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm just a guy that wore the same shirt two days in a row because it didn't smell funky. So make of that what you will. But I've been trying to tell you for the longest time that pain is coming to this nation. Famine is coming to this nation. And every time there's, there's, there's a flicker of optimism and hope, 
I, I, I get letters and emails. Brother, do you still think that? Yes. It is. Undeniably so. Irreversibly so. The skyrocketing cost of living has caused adult children to rely on financial support from their parents, according to a study from the personal finance website Credit Karma. The study, which was conducted by Qualtrics on behalf of the personal finance website, found that of 1,008 respondents, nearly one-third of parents, 31%, still provide their adult children with financial support beyond the basics. Of the 31% who provide support for their adult children, over half, 51%, said they allowed their children, sometimes multiple, to live at home. Another 48% also paid some or all of the adult children's monthly bills, such as cell phones, utilities, and car payments. Additionally, 24% of the parents who support their adult children will regularly give them allowances or checks. So what you have is fully grown babies still dependent on their parents. And their parents are running out of liquidity. They're running out of cash. And what do you think is going to happen when little Johnny, now big Johnny, never having had to take responsibility for his life for actions, comes to good old mom and dad and asks them to pay for a bill, and the mom and dad shrug and go, we, we can't afford it. We either eat or pay your bill. And, and you know, your, your mom, she doesn't like to eat, but she kind of has to eat. What do, you, what do you think will happen then? I know. You're not seeing it. I am. Uh, there was a 10-year-old boy that shot his mother for not buying him a VR headset on Amazon. That was a 10-year-old. Imagine what fully grown man babies will do when the biscuit wheels fall off the gravy train. Because, And I've had this conversation with, with, with well-meaning people that try to help out their communities and stuff. And I've told them, the minute you run out is the minute that they will turn on you. You can't explain that there's no more. They will want it. They'll demand it. They'll think you're holding back. They'll knock on your door and break your windows and, and, and demand that you give them what they were expecting. Same thing's going to happen with, with these children in adult bodies that don't know how to cope with not having everything they want, that don't know how to cope with being hungry. They, they, they don't know how to cope with not having Internet for an hour. So if you think, uh, you know, we've seen the bottom and we're on an uptrend, I fear that you're being optimistic at best and kind of nearsighted at worst because things aren't turning around. I understand that propaganda is a powerful tool, but when, when, when people search their cupboard and it's empty and when they check their checking account and it's at zero and when their credit card company is sending them threatening letters, they're going to have to make some hard choices. 
And the thing about making hard choices is the wise man makes the choices far enough in advance where he's not forced into a choice. A lot of these people are going to be forced into a choice. They're not going to have any options. It's not as though they can choose door A or door B. It's door A. Door B just got teleported with the lady in the toilet. It's gone. So, what used to be paying your kid's cell phone, and this is a lady, with an adult child, what used to be paying your kid's cell phone bill every few months has now turned into a much more extensive set of expenses for many parents. While this feels like a necessary and important expense, it's essential that parents do what they can to first take care of themselves financially before offering financial support to their adult children. Due to the parent offering support for their children, many of them feel the impact of supporting their children on their own finances. Of the parents who support their children, 81% said they feel the effect, such as on their own lifestyle. 50%, which has made 49% of them need to cut back on living expenses. So how cruel a child, how cruel a son or daughter do you have to be to know that your own parents are cutting back on living expenses because you don't want to work at Walmart? I I understand. I mean, it's, it's, it's understandable because the lasso that the devil has around you keeps you from getting promoted. But still, rather than leech off the parents and make them cut back on living expenses, eh, maybe you should accept that entry-level position for a few months. You know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and all that good jazz. In fact, roughly 40% said it had limited their retirement savings, while it is making 30% of the parents work longer and prolong their entire retirement and 25% said they are taking on more debt. So how do you think that's going to end? What is the rightful conclusion of this? Because it's not going to stop. It's only going to get worse. We haven't seen the bottom of anything yet. And most of these parents are burning through their savings long before they're going to need it. So, Merry Christmas. Uh, let's, today's, the, oh, we'll, we'll see you between Christmas and New Year. Uh, God bless you. Thank you for listening to us. I know today's program, but what are you going to do? This is it. This is the prophetic movement in America today. I'm not the bad guy for pointing it out. It's just the way it is. God bless you. Gino, if you got anything to say, it's yours. Thank you, Mike. Uh, yes, I've been a bit unraveled about the Amy Grant situation for a few reasons. Because, number one, uh, I'm shocked at how very few Christian artists are coming out and speaking against it. Because it's like people get silent when they're supposed to make a stand. And I will not be silent. I defend the Bible at all costs and the Word of God. And if you cannot 
differentiate between biblical uh, traditional marriage and gay marriage, and you can't make the distinction, and you can't out of your mouth come to words, this is wrong in front of God, homosexuality and lesbian weddings and gay pride parades, then how, how do you know God properly? And what's shocking to me is these folks are in ministry for 30 and 40 years, and they know less of the Bible than my son Logan did at 10 years of age. That's what's shocking to me. What's, where's the accountability? Where is the accountability in the church? And we tolerate things that God calls Ichabod. And there's another word, anathema. Anathema is not a good word because that means extreme apostasy, like extremely defiantly uh, coming against God's word. And anathema is, is pretty much like you never knew God because he takes his hand away from you. And so Franklin Graham came out, bless him for actually standing against this, her desire to have a gay wedding at her farm, supporting it, and coming out and quoting quotes God pretty much welcomes uh, the sin and those in it with with open arms. And she doesn't even make one iota of saying homosexuality is wicked and it's a sin. It's wrong. I'm praying for my niece. I can't support this wedding. Um, but no, Jesus is opening his arms up and saying, it's okay, you're gay. That's what Amy's saying. I record in Nashville. I have lots of friends. I'm also the head of a Christian music organization, and we have we have made clear to over 300 artists with our group that we will defend biblical marriage. Now we're not the most well-known group in the U.S., and but we're going to stand for the truth. We're going to stand for the Lord. Pray for the Grant family and pray for those that know her that should hold her accountable. Thank you for listening again to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. Have a great Christmas. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you.